Hey, it's Game Changer Live. I'm here with Billy Honaker, one of our, actually the top national account manager in the month of January, kicked the year off in 2020. Num numero like uno. Like a field goal. Huh? Like a field goal. Numero uno, man. That's right. I said January, though. January. <clears throat> January. We got to work on February. Got to work on February. And I'm here <laughs> with our head coach in sales, good friend of mine, uh, minister, leader. Both of these guys are ministers, uh, worship leader here, preacher here, and also our head coach in sales, Leon Landers. I'm David Villa, and uh, this is Game Changer Live, and we have a, a really cool uh, set of questions here. We're going to be bringing on, um, I sat down with Pastor Aaron Burke of Radiant Church, uh, a church in Tampa Bay with five campuses, and, and ask him these questions. So we're going to talk about leadership, we're going to talk about uh, our weaknesses, we're going to be talking about... Um, uh, you know, really just work ethic, just a lot of things, you know, that, that I think are, are on the surface level, you know, this whole guys, this whole subject, um, you know, it's really kind of out there in the, in the church, um, hustle versus rest, right? What, you know, where does ambition fall in? Where does chasing the dollar in the business come in? And, you know, how do you balance that? I was reading something this morning and I kind of get your opinion on this about goals. And it's interesting because, you know, we talk a lot about goals here and I, of course I believe yeah. in goals, but I was reading something that gave me a different perspective this morning, uh, from, uh, someone who, uh, who, who is a minister and they were talking about goals and saying, you know, rather than being goal driven, that their opinion is that we're not really as humans goal driven. God didn't create us that way, but more, um, you know, more about identity, who we are rather than, Hey, you know, let, let's hit this milestone. It's more about, who am I in Christ, right? What is my identity in Christ? Meaning instead of I want to run a mile in less than X amount of time, or I want to run a marathon, you know, uh, you know, and, and I want to finish in the top 50, it's more like I want to become a runner. I'm a runner. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, because that's my identity. So therefore I'm going to make it part of who I am in my life. And, you know, when you're, when you're with your thoughts to this man, because it all centers around work ethic it centers around hustle, ambition, around leadership, around, and really it, it exposes what we're going to talk about today and our weaknesses and our strengths. What's your thoughts on that, man? I know that that's kind of a curveball, but uh, when you, when you think about these topics, what comes to your mind, Billy? Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I think goal setting is, I mean, we all, we talk about goal setting every day. Mm -hmm. I think you need to have personal goals. You need to have you need to have business goals, and um, I think what's what's the saying that we say all like it, without a goal, if you don't have a goal, you're gonna hit it every time. Yeah, and uh, if you don't know where you're going. Yeah, you're hit it, or if you don't, yeah, if you don't know what you're aiming at, you're hit it. Yeah, every time. exactly. If you aim at nothing, you're hit it every right, time. Right. And um, I think we need to have strategically at different places in our mm -hmm. life. Um, diff we go through different seasons, and we need to have goals for every season. That way, we we we. <clears throat> we get to where we need to go you know what i mean mm -hmm. and we do it at a successful rate not to just not to just go with whatever life quote unquote life just throws at you right but do it in the way that god has planned for us you know what i mean absolutely and what do you think man i mean you know looking at this by the way lou can you do me a favor uh, we're going to ask you guys to share this in a second and we're going to we're on week two of three and, and going to be giving away a pair of uh, gc ones game changer ones can you grab that box of shoes that are on my desk please and bring them in here so we want to go ahead and have you guys share the show um, we're going to pick somebody who shares the show from last week this week and next week you have all three weeks to do it and uh, we're going to pick somebody and we're going to give a pair of uh of game changer one sneakers away um what do you think man when when, you, when, when on these thoughts I, I i like what you just said when it came to about identity mm -hmm. um for me when you're talking about how if you're a runner 
pretty much you can identify someone as like you know that person is a runner like Billy for example when I think about him I think of him as a worship leader <clears throat> there was a time when my wife and I we were in ministry and somebody introduced her as this is Pastor Leon's wife and she said no I'm Dana Landers like I have my own identity. So right. when we introduce ourselves, it's pretty much about what we do. I'm a CEO of a company or I'm a sales coach. Mm -hmm. But when you script, when you, when you take all that <clears throat> away from somebody and it's just them, who, who are they for real? Like who, they, who, who are you? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I, I, thinking about this, and again, I'm going to go to uh, Pastor Aaron here in a second, and I'm going to let you hear a little insight on uh, me asking him a couple of these questions. But, um, you know, I'm thinking about that because when you really when you really determine who you are in Christ, when you determine who you are, right, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God, I'm a husband of God, a father of God, a business owner of God, right? I am a successful person. Yeah. I am, you know, I mean, we can get all biblical and, you know, and, and, and say I'm an heir of God, a joint heir of Christ. But, I mean, breaking it down to a really practical right day-to-day -day level like I am blessed I am no longer you know bound by you know my poverty or bound by my thinking or bound by my limitations right I am and you begin to label that when you do that and walk in it Billy it's like rather than say I'm going to hit this because a lot of times the world you know if they, they either fall short of their goals because there's no it or why factor really anchoring or concrete you know foundation there so they fall short of their goals That's or good. They, they, they do them for reasons that cannot be duplicated or taught. So when you put the why behind it, right, I am this, you begin to, you begin to walk in what you're declaring based on the word of God. And then walking in that, you know, gives you, right, you, you, you can't walk in it without applying it, practicing it, learning from it. And when you fail and fall short, you pick yourself back up and you try again, you know? That's good. Yeah, absolutely. What's your thoughts? <clears throat> no, I just I just think that we, we all know like the right things to do. We all know in order to hit this goal. There, there's a book that we're le what's the the book that we read in for um, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. and it talks about um, like the reason behind your goals. And there's there's the reason you choose a goal is because you you want a you want a specific outcome, and there's different things that you have to do to hit that. And if you don't do the steps. If you don't do the habits that that will that will allow you to hit your goal, you're not going to hit your goal. Hmm. So we, I think whenever you, I think instead of be, becoming sometimes goal in, oriented people, we need to become habit people, yeah. where we create good habits, to where we can allow ourselves to live in a process that produces fruit that allows us to hit goals that we want. That's I think I think the habits are more important than the goals. Yeah, because really, yeah, a perfect, perfect case in point. What what are your goals? And you know, when you really begin to define your goals, I think as a person who has has the right focus, like if you're if you're let's you know, as a Christ follower, somebody who is really focused on you know where they're headed. If you look at goals, what you're really doing, you're not saying, hey, I want to you know I want to hit this this flippant number. I want to you know I hit eighty grand. I want to hit a hundred grand, or I hit two hundred grand. I want to hit three hundred grand. You're not just raising the bar for the sake of it's the next benchmark. You know, it's there's a purpose behind it, you know, and when I've sat down with, uh, you know, salespeople over the years, and uh, we're going to talk about that and work ethic in just a second, when I sat down with some, you know, over the years and asking the questions, when money is no longer a motivator, meaning money can be a driver, but purpose is a better motivator, money can be a driver. But purpose is a better motivator. So when you sit down with someone and you say, hey, you know, I found that money's not enough. Yeah. 
you know, because what happens when you don't need to make any more money? What's going to drive you? What's going to drive you? Yeah. And it's it's and here's the reality: if you don't have purpose and you don't know your why, your it, your reason, yeah. then you're not going to be driven yeah. to do the things. You're going to be comfortable. In comfort, you know, is not a place you want to be. Right? A comfort zone is a place that you do not want to be. At the flip side, if you chase purpose, if you put purpose first, then I'm gonna tell you something: money. Well, money, whether it's you making more money to store to save or money to attack the goal. You know, Billy, there's things you want to do in ministry. Leon, there's things you want to do. I remember sitting down with uh, our friend, you know, former top sales guy here, Steve Brickhouse, you know, uh, he was here a few weeks ago, sat down with him at one point, you know, when he had made triple the amount of money halfway through the year than he had ever made any other year at his previous job. And, you know, his bills weren't that high. He was, he was banking. And I said, look, you don't need to make any more money. He began to find things to assign his money to, you know, he said, I want to write a check you know, at, for down payment, you know, I want to, I want to write a check for 10% uh, towards the, the new building our church at that time was going yeah. to build. Wow. And that was that. something yeah. that was substantial in order to do that. It was going to require him to make, you know, this much more money. And so I think that, you know, purpose is a better motivator than money ever could be. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and real can, quick. Can I ask you a question yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we're going to go to I Pastor mean, if, if you're not <clears throat> focused on money, like, like what you said, if, if you have the money, but you have purpose, Money's going to chase purpose. Come on, say it again. So money's going to chase purpose. One more time. Money's going to chase purpose. Boom. So I think sometimes some people, they're so focused <laughs> on the money that right. they, they, they begin to lack purpose. So they, mm -hmm. they, they begin to fall in a negative. Right. But if you focus on your purpose, it is the inevitable that money's going to chase purpose. If you, if you focus on your purpose, what Leon's saying, let me translate it. Money will be like your same boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you, you, you're going to be like me running and you're saying bolts money chasing you down. It's going to track you down, right? Yeah. And it's going to knock you over. Why? Because, because money will chase you down and knock you over to get to your purpose. Well, think about it. He said, I want to be the fastest person in the world. I want to go to the Olympics. Mm. That was his purpose. And that's right. what he focused on. Right. So when he focused on his purpose on going to the Olympics, money, money was attached to it. Money was attached to it. Hey, we're going to be right back, but we're going to go to Pastor Aaron Burke of Radiant Church here in Tampa, five campuses. And uh, listen to this. It's just a, a, one question we asked Pastor Aaron, and uh, we'll be right back. Check this out. I want to ask you, man, about the work ethic. Yeah. Just, just from a sheer natural Lou, standpoint, sure. that most people would be was, exhausted. When Lou was telling me okay. that you had five services, yeah, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, well, you got to be tired on Sunday, man. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> yeah. my life. People don't tell you in seminary when you train up that there's a major part of this thing called ministry that's a four-letter word that nobody likes to talk about, and it's called work. Right, it's right. like <laughs> it's a lot of work. And so we tell people all the time, like, pray like it depends on God, but you need to work like it depends on you. Mm -hmm. And so we have this kind of flow with it. And we believe in hard work. Get your hands dirty. Uh, if you're too big to uh, serve, you're too small to lead. It's mm -hmm. kind of our philosophy we have in our church. And right. so uh, we just love to get our hands dirty and do this. When I started the church, um, when we moved here, we were like, okay, what do we do? We're going to pray to see people come in, but we got to do something about it. So I found some best practices. And right. one of them is, hey, join a local chamber, start networking. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know any pastors that network. That kind of sounds weird. But um, I went in and went five days a week, every morning, got coffee with these guys and sat at networking meetings. They all tried to sell me insurance and, and uh, different plans for my life and, and for the church. But I used that as an opportunity to get connected with the city and the chamber of the the. Uh, the uh, the president of the chamber got saved and gave the heart to the Lord. Multiple, multiple ones have getting, gotten involved in the church. So part of it is just learning that, man, if you're going to do this thing, do something that you're going to love, that you're going to want to put everything you have into it. Wow. 
that's just one of three uh, questions that we asked Pastor Aaron Burke. We're going to come back to him in just a second. But how about that quote that he said, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead, mm -hmm. huh? So let's shift gears. We've been talking a little bit about, you know, about work ethic. We've been talking about purpose. But let's switch into leadership. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, uh, Pastor Aaron said, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead yeah I, and leaders when somebody looks and thinks about leadership a lot of times i know that my experience with anyone that's ever jockeyed for a position i mean come on you think of jockey you think of somebody that's right riding a horse right when they're jo <laughs> i was not going to look at you matthias we got a couple of guys in here that could be jockeys but see i Literally. didn't do it but y'all raised your hand oh my a couple, god a couple of guys they raised their hand <laughs> when so i said funny. jockey i was not doing it we I got a jockey you. team here yeah <laughs> when you think of jockey you think of ezra and matthias but when you think of jockey you know, you think of someone, you know, riding, you know, this wave to leadership, right? The, hey, man, whenever you have somebody come to you and say, hey, listen, you know, I, I, I really feel like I'm bigger than what I'm, what I'm doing. I, I really feel like, you know, I, I could be used in a bigger way. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to start watching out for them because, mm. look, anybody, where's your serving, yeah. right? How are come you serving now. right now, right? Because, look, right now. I'm going to tell you this, man. Come I'm going to tell you something. As a CEO of, of a, a multi-million dollar company, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. This is to every person out there. Guys hear this every person out there that is aspiring to do something in an organization and if you have somebody you're working for that's worth their salt that's a leader that's a good person that loves god that that loves people that, you know if they're not go somewhere else okay so let's just assume i'm talking to you and you do that person trust me knows who the servers are they know yeah. who those people that can help their organization grow okay my wife and i started this business in our bedroom in 1995 with no employees and i can promise you we don't have to be told who people who who, who the people are that are the servers that that go after it so i mean i'm going to tell you something man serving will make room for yes. your position yes. become a leader before you ever get the position yes yes you're uh, saying we, yes a lot yeah, what do we, you think we can just that's can, you man we can spend the next <laughs> i mean with just the three of us here we can spend probably the next i would say two three hours just talking about servanthood I had a pastor one time, matter of fact, um, it's actually Billy's uncle. He used to tell me, before you seek a position, learn how to master a towel. Mm. Ooh, and what good. he was talking about, he was talking about serving. Mm. You know, before you want to preach, learn how to vacuum the sanctuary. Come when on. I finished Southeastern University, what we did on graduation day, they hand us a towel. And on a towel, it had the imprint of Peter washing Jesus' feet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. be a servant. And when it comes to serving, when you're talking about as a CEO, when someone has the capacity, they have a desire to serve, they're not doing it to seek a position. That's something that's mm -hmm. inside of them to serve. And I believe that when you, when you have a desire to serve your leaders, you have a desire to serve those that you're underneath, God's going to open doors for positions that you can be into as leadership. Yeah. And I think that smart people like, like leaders as well, they can tell when someone is serving either with purpose or they're serving because they're seeking. What I mean yeah. by seeking is because they're looking for to be in a position or to do something. So. Um, yeah. And, you know, listen, and, and, and you get it, guys, listen, if you, Billy, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're a leader, you're, you're in ministry, obviously you're a leader here and, you know, and you grew up, you know, around uh, your uncle, like pastor, pastor Johnny, um, you know, my, my pastor, a pastor in my life, always, you know, friend of mine, you know, Leon, uh, you know, we've known him, pastor, yeah. but you know, you, um, you grew up that way, but you know, that you, you there's a gifting in, we get it why somebody you know we call it jockeying but why somebody would aspire right to to uh to be seen to be known because there, there's there's the there's this way right i gotta i gotta make myself known i gotta put myself out there we've all done it 
But the reality is this, God's the promoter, mm. not man. God's the promoter. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't make it easy, you know, when you have to wait for God to promote. But I'm going to tell you something. When he does it, he does it right, you know. Yeah. He I promotes think- you beyond your beyond what your capabilities are sometimes. Yeah, uh, even here mm-hmm. or in, in, in like in churches across the country probably, you see many different times where if people are serving, I think there's a difference, like Leon was talking about, there's a difference between serving to serve, mm-hmm. to help you, the people that you're serving underneath, right. to help them hit a goal, and then there's a difference between that and serving with a motive, like a motive to be seen, a motive to be to be accelerated up in a position. And I think whenever you, whenever you serve with a motive <laughs> behind it, there is um it's it's not sustainable it's, it's temporary it's good but when you when you have a servant's heart when you grasp we're believers here when you when you when you have a servant's heart when you do what Jesus did when you get down and you you wash the feet of people you get down with the people that that are with you collectively is it to hit that goal that we've been talking about to hit the goal whatever that may be whenever you get there and, and hit it with your with your with your subordinates or your people um it's sustainable i i went by the church the other day and um, at our church, we we're having some construction that's going on, and I was actually looking for pastor. And right in the middle of the construction, he wasn't in his office. He was literally behind the stage in the middle of the construction, getting dirty with everybody else. Mm. And any a person who has every reason to be in his office, just doing paperwork or, or praying to do whatever he wants to do, but he he chose to be in there helping his people, the people that he shepherds every single week. And I think that whenever you, whenever you get to the place where. I think a lot. Of, I worked for Chick Fil. I worked for Chick Fil A for their youth camp, mm-hmm. and um, they had an award called the Second Mile Award, where you went up, when you went above and beyond of what was required, and you put in that little bit of extra effort to allow to to help your team hit your goal. That's I just good. think it's more sustainable yeah. when you serve it is. for a purpose. It is, and you know, um, we're going to go back into uh, my interview with Pastor Aaron Burke um, in just a second. And Pastor Aaron, again, if you're just joining us, uh, Pastor Radiant Church. It's actually uh, my, my wife and I's pastor now, and and uh, five campuses blowing up. But I want you, I want to I want to, I want you to hear the insight of uh, what Pastor Aaron's talking about here. And we'll be back in just a few seconds. But check this out. Help me connect with people in our sales training all the time look you know you follow me and when you see me on video the moment it says go I mean I'm on yeah. someone asked my uh, director of training and development that knows me um, outside of here said man you work with David is he always that way and he goes yeah but the, the deal is that I don't always feel that way there are right. days I want to roll back over and not get out of bed right. and I think that that may help me connect with people it does I've always said it this way you will impress people with your strengths mm-hmm. but you will connect with people through your weaknesses Wow so I think a lot of times people are sitting there going well my weaknesses are the things that will disconnect me no it's my weaknesses that make me real so I'm not the person I am I mean I would love to say I'm the same person on the stage as I am but I don't I don't walk around preaching and talking mm-hmm. the way I do on the stage right but when I tell stories about mistakes and mm-hmm. how I've had uh, messed up or how me and my wife had a fight right, right. before service right people connect with that and um, I, I think people uh, uh, we we challenge our leadership to like we're all about these mottos and you know cool one-liners mm-hmm. but people aren't looking for a motto to say they're looking for a model to follow people wow. want a model that they can look at and nobody's Superman in real life mm-hmm. nobody's infallible and nobody can you know, move the shirt and realize that they can, they're invincible. Right. We all have issues. So our humility is doing exactly what the apostle Paul is great at this. And in, in the scriptures where he, he doesn't throw his weaknesses under there, under the bus, under the rug. He actually takes his weaknesses and says, Hey, this is who I am. And despite my weaknesses, God can still use me. 
That's good. And I, I love that humility. That's what humility is. It's not, it's not, some people are overly, they're the, the Eeyore and they're over, oh, I'm never going to do anything well. I'm never, no, you got to have self-confidence. You got to know who you are, your identity. Uh, but people love to follow a leader that's real. That's good. Man, that's good right there. Thank you, Pastor Aaron. And we're going to come back with one more question in just a minute. But, you know, some, taking something away from that. By the way, I, I think I spoke prophetically. Um, there were four campuses, not five. And, uh, but maybe call those things that are not as though they were. Um, and, you know, something I picked out of there that we're going to talk a little bit about weaknesses and kind of shift gears again. But how about that, man? People are, are impressed by, our, by your strength, but they're connect with you through your weaknesses. And let me kind of think of it this way. You know, you'll watch us here and you go, man, you know, that's, that's inspiring and you know, and entertaining possibly, hopefully, you know, you know, I got something out of that and, you know, man, I want to, I want to watch these guys. Maybe we'll pick up a couple of people that are listening and, and be impacted. But when you go beyond, you know, motivating, you know, or, or, or inspiring someone, you go into connecting, which is mentoring and which is, yeah. which is, uh, you know, pouring into then the connect connectability there comes through your vulnerability. I mean, the bottom line is I don't want to hear from somebody. I say this often, you know, I walk with a with a uh, with a, a limp when it comes to life limps. Meaning, I walk with you know uh, uh, bruises and, and scars. Mm. And Leon, I, you know, I don't want now. to hear from anyone that doesn't have a life limp. Yeah. If you come to me and, and you you got it all together and you've had it all together and you haven't been through anything, I'm not really sure how much of an impact you can have in yeah. my life because I can't relate to that. Yeah, so I'm going to connect with you through your weaknesses because in your weaknesses, He's made strong. Yeah, right? That's good. That's the word. That's good. Yeah. I, the first thing I think of is just how, how much deeper the relationship actually goes. Mm-hmm. I remember times being in ministry and doing counseling um, with people, and they just completely opened up to me. And then I, I would say, you know what? There mm-hmm. was a season in my life that I was either going through this or going through that or battling that. And I can see just by looking at their facial expressions how much like deeper the relationship went because now there's a person that's sitting across from them that's a leader but also now has the ability that can connect with them and i think the connecting comes through because now we can relate to one another that's cool that's good that's good what do you think billy i mean you listen to that i mean what what's the uh what was the what was the quote that the uh, second thing he said you went "Mm," right when he said it (laughs) you know it was uh he, he was he was talking about um he was talking about uh, leadership and about following. Anyway, so Billy, listen to this. It'll come to me in a second. What, what's your thoughts, you know, with what we've been talking about so far when it comes to I weaknesses think, as well? I mean, how, 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 does that, how does that apply to you? I think about just weak, obviously everybody has weaknesses. Um, one thing I was really, we, obviously we're talking about leadership. <clears throat> I think a, what's really being pointed out to me is the gift of followership at the mm. same time. Come on, man. And how before anybody can be a leader, you have to learn how to be a follower at the same time. That's good. And um, I think the level that you, the level that you follow people at is an, is like a picture of of how you can lead people. Mm. And uh, if you can humble yourself and follow a leader and serve under that person with a purpose, not with motive, Mm -hmm. but with purpose. um, I think that, your followership is just a reflection of who you are and what you can become as a leader and recognizing your weaknesses and knowing that, you know, I'm weak in this area, I'm weak in this area, mm-hmm. and I need a people around me that, that might be able to lift up those areas and we can kind of equal each other out. Yeah. That way, the goal that we have set in place that is, is attainable without sac- without too much sacrifice. I mean, there's mm-hmm. sacrifices in everything sure. in order to achieve something, but 
um, without losing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And so make sure you guys share the show too. We're giving these shoes away over the next couple of weeks. And uh, just for sharing the show, we're going to pick somebody. We want you to have them. These are our Game Changer 1. These are the Version 1 shoes. And uh, we're going to go back into my interview with Pastor Aaron Berg. This is our last question with Pastor and uh, we're going to be talking about work ethic in this question. We're going to come back, close the show out, and discuss that. But check this out, Pastor Aaron Burke, Radiant Church, discussing work ethic. It really comes down to however and whenever you, you interact for the first time with that person, yeah. they're people. They're it, always people. Yeah. It, We're all in the people business. Mm -hmm. And the more you can win people, you can win at anything. Wow. And we tell people um, all the time. In our, in our staff, we have three values that come from um, uh, just a book that we read. But mm -hmm. people have got to be, be humble. Nobody wants to be around a pride, arrogant type person. you got to be hungry. you got to be aggressive. Nobody wants to be around someone that lacks passion. And the other ones is you got to be smart when it comes to people. Like mm -hmm. some people are just awkward mm -hmm. and they say things that you shouldn't say. And mm -hmm. so we say, man, be humble, hungry, and that, that kind of people smarts and learn how to, how to really develop in a way that if you can connect with people, mm -hmm. they're going to buy into you before they ever buy into your product. That's good. What do you think, Dion? Yeah, no, I, I, also too, I think it, it, it comes down to people as well as leaders. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a work ethic. Pro apologize, wrong question. Queued up, but you know what? I believe I don't believe in I believe things happen for a reason. And yeah. Pastor Aaron talked about people there, and I, you know, Leon's over here. You guys can't hear him when the when the, when the questions are going. He's like he's like a like a old uh, mother in a church. Like, mm, yeah, it's hey, good. Hey, it's, just, it's good. It's Pastor good. Aaron's like you know saying a quote about people. And Leon's like, oh, hallelujah. He talked a lot about too about um, being around smart people. Mm -hmm. Like you know, when you're around people, um, not only I think it all connects together. When you have a strong um, work ethic, and then when you're able to show people your weaknesses, I believe it builds community. Mm -hmm. I believe the people that you build around you, around you, I mean, strengthens as well. So um, I think it's just vital as leaders that we let people know that we're just not we're not a superhero. You know what I mean? That we're real people. Yeah, it's all about people. You know, that's the thing. If you're doing this for any other reason, right? If you're doing it, you know, I mean, we're talking to business people, you know, a lot of business people watching and, you know, whether you're in, you know, sales, whether you own a business or whatever, but if you're anything you do, you know, that you want to succeed on is attached to people. And the way I look at, you know, really anything sales, you know, Billy, I mean, when you, you, you find a need and you meet it, and that's really what it's about. Because when you, you know, we talk about empathy, we talk about feel, felt, found, we talk about, you know, empathizing with someone in general. And all of that comes down to people want to be understood. They want to be related to, they want, you know, they, they, they don't expect you to necessarily fix it. They'll trust God to fix it, but they want to be, before they can be introduced to God, sometimes they have to know that you understand. And I think we, as people, my God, I mean, if anybody understands failure, right? And, and discouragement and, and uh, frustration, right? I mean, come on, we've experienced all of those things. And so instead of guarding ourselves for them and looking and going, Hey man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impervious to this, right? I, I am Superman. No, no, here's the deal. I've been there. I get it. You know, and let me tell you my experience. And when you do that, the guard comes down, yeah. right? Their heart opens up. And that's yeah. the way that Jesus, you know, can really touch them. And that's business, man. That's everything. And by the way, your vision's big. Guess what? It's going to take people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's talk good. about that in, right. in, in, as we get thinking, ready to close out. I was thinking, about, and I, I never watched. I don't know why. Um, I was watching CNN last night. I, just, I never, it's not one I watched, but I was watching it last night. And I was watching like the, um, 
the, the potential can they're the candidates mm-hmm. uh, for the Democratic Party. I was watching them give their speech afterwards um, of, of if they if they did great in the primaries or if they did horrible, which obviously a lot of them did in New Hampshire. But um, I heard a lady, uh, I can't Klobuchar or however you say her name. Um, she was different than every single person that was speaking on the stage. Everybody was talking about how we're gonna beat Donald Trump and da da da. And I mean, she said that too, but. One thing that she brought into the whole like little spiel that she was talking about at the end of the primary election, is she brought in a personal story about either her husband or her dad and how they had three DUIs and he had the choice of either losing everything or and going to prison or going through a program and gaining everything back. But he, she implemented a story into it, and I yeah. remember a few years ago at my, at my church we had a uh, we had a marriage conference, and there was an image on the screen. Um, the people were from remember that, from, yeah. from Arkansas or something, wherever they were from. Mm-hmm. But they put up an image on the screen, and it helped me th- really, not just in my marriage, but it helped me in sales as well. It showed the difference between empathy and sympathy, mm-hmm. and how sympathy was like there was somebody. There was a it was a picture of somebody that was in this five foot deep hole. They was down at the bottom of it, and they were obviously they were hurt, they were broken, they were hurt, and there was a person at the image of sympathy was somebody at the top saying, wow, that stinks. I hope you feel better. But then empathy, the person climbed down into the hole. She climbed down a ladder. She got down with the person in the hole and then she could relate with his pain. And I think that in life in leadership, <clears throat> followership, wherever we're going in life, whatever season we're in, I think there's a difference between sympathy yeah. and empathy. And when we're leading, whether it's people to Jesus or for leading people to our product, we have to get to a place where we're not just surface level and saying, man, that sucks. I hope it gets better. But when people see that you feel them, that you say, you know what? I've been in your shoes before, maybe not in the same exact pair of shoes, but I've been in a situation where I've been hurt. I've been broken in a similar way. And they see that how you came out through how you came out of that situation and how now you're victorious. There's a difference between empathy and sympathy. That's good. Man, that's good stuff right there. Man, I tell you guys, it's flown by. We're uh, we're already at the end of our podcast here. I just want to thank Pastor Aaron Burke. I, I sat down with him really ask some good questions and that's just part of a approximately probably a 20 or 30 minute interview that we did and um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast it's our game changer live podcast you can go to spotify um, you can go to apple uh, podcasts or also google podcast um, of course on facebook live here also in the comments um, if you haven't already or if you're not already part of it um, the game changer group there's close to 4,500 people I think just over 4,500 people encourage each other every day and uh, join that group. Get in there. Um, I promise you this. You won't be disappointed. And uh, if you're in there, you know, um, you can use some encouragement, but also, man, don't be afraid to give it and uh, make sure you uh, reach out to those around you and, and uh, invite them in if you're already in there. Hey, any any closing words, guys? We have about 30 seconds. This is nah, a good. good stuff. Hey, I want to thank you guys for coming on with me. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Our podcast dates are normally, and we'll be back on Wednesdays. Uh, We did this past one on Friday, but we'll we'll be on Wednesdays. So we'll see you next Wednesday uh, with another special guest. You don't want to miss it. See you then.